This is Albuquerque Now. Is art moving to virtual reality? I remember when I was at the New Mexico Art League, I observed a painting and it was an image of a cowboy on a horse and he was down in some kind of a, a lake or a river. And I noticed the hat and the cowboy looking down, watering his horse in the river. And I noticed that it was actually done correctly because a cowboy would wear a hat roughly two fingers above the ear. The artist captured that absolutely perfectly. I was totally fascinated by it. And what was so good about it was that it was actually a price that I thought, well, maybe I could afford it. Let's face it, 1500 bucks. who the hell can afford it? But I figured it was worth contacting the uh, artist. And uh, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice to pick it up for, you know, like that, and then I would have it all the time. Well, anyway, I finally got in touch with the artist, and had I thought about it more, I probably would have said, well, can I make payments? But when he told me what the uh, price he was looking for, I was just like, okay, I need to back that off. And so that was basically my thoughts about purchasing art for myself. Since then, I haven't really done much more. And so I do have beautiful things in my house. I always thought purchasing art was definitely for the elite. When Professor Farbrook comes, I would like to introduce you to him. His name's Joseph Farbrook. He's Associate Professor at the School of Information at the University of Arizona. He grew up in New York City and in Santa Fe, and his father was a concrete poet and his mother was a painter. Lately, he's been working on the relationships between physical and virtual art. Hello, Professor Farbrook. How's it going? You know, it's pretty good. I, I was exploring the Currents New Media VR show in Santa Fe and today, and it seems like there's a number of people that are doing virtual installation art like, like I'm trying to do. So it's interesting to see that there's other people out there because I wasn't aware of anybody. And so now I've, there's like six artists that I can maybe contact or something and talk to and doing different things at least now there's other artists i can explore and if i want to teach a class in this i can start to point to the movement rather than hey this is something i do and nobody else does <laughs> when you first brought to my attention visual art as a way of manifesting in virtual reality i was rather fascinated because i had not really heard of this and I know since the COVID has been going on, uh, art galleries have been shut down mostly and museums also are struggling. And so, you know, art is really the soul of the people. If we aren't able to see this or go to uh, openings and things, that's a huge part of New Mexico and Albuquerque that is kind of cut off. And then you introduced me the idea, well, what if we could see all this stuff on our computer? Yeah, it's been kind of hard to like try and talk about this stuff when I feel like I'm the only one doing it and can't imagine why I'd be the only one doing it because it just seems like inevitable that artists would be trying to do work in VR. But it, it isn't, well, it isn't well known. I mean, these artists I've never heard of. I haven't seen anything that's super exciting yet, but that's okay because it's just sort of started. The fact that it's happening at all, I mean, I remember when I was introduced to uh, net art by Mark America when I was, when I was uh, at school, 
And the stuff that he was originally showing wasn't particularly exciting either because it had just sort of started and it got better, you know, over the years. So I sort of feel like this is where this virtual installation art is right now. It's, uh, it's just people are just sort of experimenting. Well, I'm fascinated and I'd certainly like to know what is uh, virtual art and what are you trying to accomplish with this? Sure. Although my, my, my current work these days is I'm trying to make work that will never have to be at a gallery that can be available online as the piece, the piece itself, which is, you know, kind of one of the tenets of, of net art was that it exists on your screen. That's the piece. That's not, it's not documentation of the work. That is the work. And so I'm trying to do the same thing with virtual reality now, trying to make that be the work. So this is something that has occurred to me very heavily, very recently and I think this isolation that we're having with quarantining and the fact that m most gallery and museum shows have been canceled started really getting me to, to, to think more and more about how galleries and museums are not particularly interesting spaces as much as they used to because we're so flooded with other media. It's kind of like going to a poetry reading. People used to do that as their form of entertainment. You went to a poetry reading because it made you feel and you got together with other people and it was a live thing or you see a live performance, a play. But now with all of this electronic media, starting with like movies and television and all of that, that kind of live stuff becomes this sort of this alt thing <laughs> and very much uh, underground. I mean, who goes to a poetry reading anymore? I mean, that's very, it's very unusual. I think I might've been maybe two, one or two in my life. So I, I think that galleries and museums as physical spaces like this have been sort of on the downhill that you don't go there so much anymore. I mean, you know, I, when I go to galleries and museums, I don't, I don't generally see very many people there with me. It's usually a couple of people in the room with me and people kind of wander around and, you know, that's it. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that galleries have, in fact, had a hard time maintaining their audiences. I haven't gone to a gallery opening since I can remember. Mark kind of excited me to this new kind of visual art on the internet. I realized that it encompassed everything else that I had done creatively since then, because you can bring in music, you can bring in performance and theater and writing and everything else I had done. I realized all of this can be contained in this new kind of medium. And that's what excited me. I realized I don't have to have considered anything I've ever learned or done to be a waste of time. It's all can be in this envelope. Well, that sounds really exciting. Art is about the experience. And if you can have the experience without objects, suddenly storage and display issues go away. You can make it all art available for everybody at all times. So it's no longer elitist. And it doesn't use up the resources to produce it whether it be plastic or wood or whatever, it doesn't keep accumulating like this and using up space. So it kind of alleviates all of that if art is virtual, if art is in three dimensions, so you still have the sight and sound of art. We're not supposed to touch art anyway. So the fact that, okay, we can, we can make it touchable, interactive, but yeah, are, are you going to feel the the texture of, of the sculpture on your hand. No, you're not allowed to touch it, you know, in a museum. So we don't have to really worry about that in virtualness either. To me, virtual art is a great next thing. Not to say that physical art should go away, but that that's where the excitement is. Not only is it co-opting the very media that people 
are looking at right now, which is on the screen. So it co-ops that. It also, it also uses screens, right? But it becomes available to anybody everywhere all over the planet. It doesn't have to ever be in storage. It could always be available. The cost of it can be zero or near zero. In fact, an artist can make a living if it's just a little above zero for the cost. I mean, let's say you charge 99 cents to own it. Well, you could sell it a million times. And so now you've got a million dollars from that 99 cents. Whereas a painting can only be sold once. And then you've got the auction houses that make all the money after that. So you get $500 for your painting and eventually it sells for millions, but you never see a dime of that. And it may even be after your lifetime. Yeah, and for me, that certainly would solve one issue that I have with art and my thoughts of it being elitist is that it would be financially available. It's, it's, it's all here. Everything I was hoping would be possible, at least from a technological standpoint, 20 years ago is, is just now available, which is very exciting for me right now. <laughs> Professor Farbrook, that was absolutely amazing. Um, for those of you who want to go and look more, uh, www.farbrook.net, N-E-T. He has got his website there with many of his artwork, and you can also find him on YouTube as well. Well, that's all the time I have for now. Thank you for listening. This is Albuquerque Now. In the